Hello, this is Hanako Gallagher and Jamie Livingston, and we are Undecided, Undecided California. California. Alrighty, welcome to episode four. Oh my god, that's my favorite number, guys. Wow, we can stop after this. Yeah, we're done. We're done with our. What's podcast. your favorite number? It's four. It's four. Yeah. I knew that. I was just asking for the listeners. <laughs> Guys, it's both our favorite numbers for. I think that's also Jay-Z's and Beyonce's favorite number. Wow. So we're Jay-Z and Beyonce. Basically. Hanako is obviously Beyonce. And you're Jay-Z. And I'm Jay-Z. Jamie, Jay-Z, duh. It's Good like, point. who else? Anyway, uh, how are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm doing awesome. I'm really excited to talk about the propositions today. I just realized I wrote Prop 70 on my paper, and it's Prop 72, so I'm just going to change right. that really quick. Glad you figured that out now. Figured that out. I, yeah, that'd be awkward if I called it the wrong proposition. <laughs> I'm awkward, though, so I think it would fit well. So today we're talking about Prop 71. And Prop 72. And then afterwards, we will discuss our opinions of each mm-hmm. proposition after we give our description of it. And then we will be like, but we're biased. So what's your opinion? Because <laughs> everyone's biased, so might as well own it. All right. Should we just get into it? Yeah. All right. So, Hanukkah, what is the title of your proposition? So Prop 71 is called the Effective Date of Ballot Measures Amendment. Mm. Um, it's, it's pretty straightforward. It, it would move the effective date of ballot propositions to the fifth day after the election results are certified. So right now, um, we don't wait five days. We don't wait at all after. Wait, what do you mean by ballot certified? Like, what are you trying to say? Let me, okay, why don't I tell you the timeline for, mm-hmm. like, how ballot measures get voted on and approved? Okay. And then maybe it'll make more sense. Okay. So if we call election day day one, mm-hmm. then on day four, that's the deadline for when vote-by-mail ballots will be accepted. Okay. So if your ballot arrives within three days of election day, it'll still count. Okay. Um, And then day 31 is the deadline for when each county has to send their results to the Secretary of State. Okay. Uh, Who right now is Alex Padilla. Um, Oh, Alex Padilla. (laughs) Dear old friend. If you remember him. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so then day 38... Um, Mr. Padilla has to compile his statement of vote so that's just the official results of that election and then if this prop were to pass then on day 43 that would be when the new laws would officially be enacted okay so what is this law changing then it's just delaying um, when laws can take effect by five days and that is to give the voters more time for their vote to be counted, or...? It is to make sure that we are not enacting new laws until we're, like, absolutely sure of the election results. So so currently, measures can become law before the vote's even finalized, because mm-hmm. we don't have this, like, five-day delay. So there's potential that the law could be changed by accident. I mean, not by accident, but, like, not in agreement with what the people actually voted. Okay. And then they would have to, like change it back and it would be like this whole has that ever happened before um have results ever had to be like taken back yes um not that i read i I tried to research this but i couldn't find an instance where the 
the result of the vote changed and the law had to be recalled. So this is premeditated? Yeah. Okay. But if you guys know of any instances where that happened... Add us at Twitter at undecided.com. <laughs> send undecided us an email. Today. Yeah. Or you can send us an email. Uh, who's supporting it? Oh, so there's the California Democratic Party is in support officially. Mm-hmm. And also there's three elected officials who have wished their support. They're all Democrats. But when they voted for it in the state legislature, every person voted for it regardless of party fun yeah so basically it's just unanimous like everyone (laughs) wants this to be a law there's really not a drawback because like it's not gonna spend any more money or increase debt in any way it's just like a formality thing yeah yeah it's just like an extra safety measure to make sure that we don't screw ourselves yeah through technicalities all right who, what's the what's the negatives about this? So there's no officials that have spoken out against it, but like since they always have an official argument for and against in the ballot, mm-hmm. someone had to write that. Um, so they basically just said some might argue the proposition is unnecessary, and there might be times when we would want something to go into effect immediately and not have to wait five days. But I can't really would, think of a yeah. reason why. That, unless we're like in a state of emergency, but that I think this probably was would be overwritten. Yeah. By a state of emergency. That's what I was suspending thinking. habeas corpus. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> oh, one more thing that I wanted to say is that yes. I think this was mainly influenced by we've seen a steady increase in people signing up to vote by mail in California, and so they wanted to account for they might be getting more and more ballots that come in after the election day. So making sure that the results are as accurate as possible. I mean, that's how I do it. I do absentee balloting. Yeah. Yeah. It's so easy, guys. Go do it. It takes, like, the stress out of voting. Because then you can just sit there with your ballot in, like, a coffee shop or, like, wherever at home if you want to be private about it. And just look up on your laptop as you're doing it. It's, like, open book testing, basically, to have the ballot at home. No one's cheating off you. You don't have to, like, cover your paper. Yeah, you don't have to be in that silly booth. (laughs) You can still bring it in to a voting station. Will they give you that sticker? They will give you that sticker. Okay. Yeah. Thank God. That's the most important part, guys, is getting that sticker. Two weeks, guys. Uh, yes. So that was Prop 71. I think I would vote yes because I like controversial opinion I'm very controversial guys why would you vote yes because I believe that our democratic system should be as secure as possible and now that means delaying a law by less than a week yeah to make sure everyone's vote is counted and everyone's opinion is taken into account then yeah I totally agree with that I sometimes believe that the senate or the government institutions will you know not react until something's already happened so this seems Mm -hmm. like a really nice premeditative step to make sure that they're looking out for situations that may occur in the future yeah i totally agree with that yeah what's your opinion i would i would say yes i mean judging from the voting record there's like not a lot of reason to vote (laughs) against this and i think like you were saying anything to safeguard the democratic process is is probably a good thing all right. Well, that was one hot proposition you got there. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see the result on this one. Oh, yeah. 99.9% <laughs> yes. All right. So that leads us to Proposition 72. 
Tell me about that. Yes, so it is the rainwater capture system excluded from property tax assessment amendment. If passed, it would allow the property owners to install rainwater capturing systems in their home and on their land without it being considered as adding value to their home. So say you add a second floor to your residence Mm -hmm. and you own that property. That means you're going to have an increase in your property tax because it's adding value to your home. And therefore, when you add value to your home, your home is worth more and you can be taxed on that more. Okay. So currently, if you were to build one of these, like, rainwater collection devices, your taxes would go up. Your taxes would go up. With this passage of this bill, you would not see an increase in your property tax if you had the funds to install a rainwatering capturing system. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rainwater capturing systems are mostly for irrigation of plants. So really big, like, villas and stuff like that. Or, like, larger households with great lands or even uh, farmlands, Mm -hmm. this would be really big for you. So you think it wouldn't be likely for someone to use this water for, like, showering and drinking and stuff? I would not recommend it. Okay. (laughs) In my college town of Vernet Park, they use irrigated water for watering the plants, Mm -hmm. and they also use it for fountains and stuff, like, on my campus. Yeah. And they're, like, big signs, like, do not go (laughs) into the water. It is not safe. Okay. So, like, filtering and cleaning is not part of this, like, process. I don't think it's... I think they probably filter. I don't think they clean. Okay. So, they get out the grime, but they don't necessarily, you know, get out all of the germs or whatever. Because rainwater is clear, is is very clean, Mm -hmm. until it hits the ground. Okay. So, once it hits these receptacles, it's probably not as clean as once it came from the sky. Right. All right. Well, that sounds pretty straightforward. It is very straightforward. What can you tell me about who's for who's against so basically everyone's for it it also got a unanimous vote oh wow okay so democrats and republicans are for this democrats because it's you know Mm eco-friendly republicans because it's a tax break right yeah but Uh, it sounds like it would only really give tax breaks to people who are already wealthy right kind of yeah it really is a benefit for people who are rich enough to afford this in the first place Mm -hmm. and who just don't want to pay more taxes on it this was already been repeated beforehand so this type of a amendment was made for accessibility bills that have been passed where if you add you make your house more accessible for someone in your family who is in a wheelchair or a residence Mm -hmm. who's in a wheelchair that doesn't add property value to your home okay even though it adds property value to your home and you could like advertise it if you ever sold your home but you won't be taxed on that you wouldn't be taxed on it okay uh, same goes for solar panels in Prop 7 in 1980. Mm-hmm. And then also if you add safety measures to your house, like a fire escape or a sprinkling okay. system, things like that to ensure the safety of residents, that is an add um, value to your property tax. Makes sense. So incentivizing people to make their house more eco-friendly and more accessible. And safe. So if you have an existing rainwater capture system, do you do your taxes go down? No. Okay. They stay the same. Okay. So the newspapers that support this are the LA Times, the Mercury News, Monterey County Herald, the Sacramento Bee, and San Francisco Chronicle. Uh, there has been about $11,500 donated in support 
from such groups as the Personal Insurance Federation of California Agents and Employees PAC, San Manuel Band of Missions Indians, and Association of California Life and Health Insurance Companies Issues Committee. And zero money has been raised in opposition. Okay. Were there any arguments against? Well, I came up with a couple arguments against. It lessens the ability to tax property owners, which is already a big issue in California because of Props 13, where a lot of property is not being taxed to its full effect because we put in this law in the 1970s, which basically gave rich people... <laughs> it, it, it was marketed as allowing old people to live in their homes retirees because the property tax wouldn't be increased on them okay so significantly because california was going through a boom at that time but what it really did was make it so that corporations could own land that would be taxed at the same price as like 1970s okay so corporations that have had their headquarters in the same area since 1970 are paying the same property tax as they did then and that land has gone up drastically in price. And they would be able to pay that property tax pretty easily. <laughs> it's actually the reason why California schools were the number one in the nation. And they landed to like 34th after 38th, Prop 13. After Prop 13 passed. Because all of the money got sucked up. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we talked to Helen Hutchinson about that a little bit. Yeah, we did. She was in favor of a bill that I think has some glaring loopholes, so I'm not a huge favor of it. <laughs> but we'll come to that when it comes to 2020. True. Because I don't think it was able to get enough signatures. To, from what she said, it didn't get enough signatures to be on the ballot in 2018. Okay. So if it gets enough signatures by 2020, then we can have that discussion. All right. But another um, con is it primarily benefits a small sector of the population directly, and that's rich people, people who could afford this. Uh, water is not recycled back into the ecosystem, but is permanently removed. This is kind of more up in the air if they use that water for other means, such as pools or something like that, which I wouldn't really recommend. So I guess that point is kind of negated by the fact of where you would use the rainwater systems, depending on who you are. <laughs> right. But yeah. Uh, it benefits directly property owners, individuals who can afford this expense, and indirectly it does benefit Californians because they will see a decrease in the water bill. Mm, okay. Because if these large properties aren't taking up all this water anymore, then they are not making it so that the demand of water is so high. So, okay, right. Like supply and demand. Yeah. There's only a finite supply of water and it's a public commodity so the price is regulated so that most like even poor people can have water mm -hmm. if they didn't regulate it like that <laughs> poor people would not have water which is pretty bad yeah so that's why it's a public commodity and by doing so the water prices will be reduced though okay because there'll be less demand on states makes sense on people cool yeah all right so Oh, it's my turn to say what yeah. I think. Yeah, what do you think? Um, I think, I think I'm for it because although it wouldn't provide tax breaks to anyone except for the wealthy, um, like you said, it would make water less, like, precious in this state. Like, we would each have to pay less in terms of our water bill. Yeah. And it's, like, environmentally conscious. So you'd vote yes? 
right. I, I don't know what I'd vote about this bill. It's a little confusing to me. Uh, one of the questions I had while reading it was, will property owners with rainwater capturing systems be subject to the same drought restrictions as the rest of California, or will their water supply supplement the water-related needs, i.e. pools and watering lawns? Through reading this bill, I think they aren't subject to the same restrictions as everyone else in terms of using that water, because it is their own water. So okay. that brings up the question is, like, how effective is it? If we're in the middle of a drought and you mean, you're like, still are using... Are they collecting this water to use for, like, extra stuff that they wouldn't otherwise you, do? Yeah. Okay. That would have been restricted from being able to do anyways if you didn't have a rain capturing system. But if we're in a drought, like, how much water are they getting from this rainwater capture system? Exactly. So, so it's kind of, I don't know, it polices itself in that way. I guess so. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think I would vote yes. Okay. Even after all of that, even though I'm very critical of this bill, I do believe that California is a leader in terms of environmental awareness and a big way to push new environmental ideas and environmental technology is through supplements and tax breaks which is what this is this is just a giant tax break even though it's called an amendment it's a tax break okay so a tentative yes from you a tentative yes so that was prop 7172 yeah that didn't take much time no (laughs) see you later Tune in next week when we talk about the potential recall of Judge Persky, who presided over the infamous Brock Turner case in Santa Clara County. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at UndecidedCA. And for more information, visit our website, UndecidedCalifornia.com. Special thanks to Michael Aguilar, Eliza Arroll, Paul Kando, and to the Pally Boy staff for letting us come and speak in their classroom. Thanks for listening. Bye.